So hello everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Now joining us today is Stan Kinez of the uh, Technic Energies. He's the Chief Technology Officer. Now we are going to be speaking with Stan on several questions, focusing on things like decarbonization, uh, digital and process technologies, as well as some other pro uh, topics within our industry. So we got a lot to talk to him about. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Stan, how are you doing today? Uh, Lee, very good. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, like you said, a lot of exciting topics around energy transition, and particularly for our chemical and, and uh, ethylene industry. So I'm glad to be able to share some time with you today. Excellent. Well, we do got a lot of questions for you, uh, and we're really looking forward to this discussion. Now, before we dive into the discussion, uh, can you provide the listeners a little bit more information about your company, Technip Energies, and of course your role with the company? Technip Energies is a, a new company, really. We spun off from Technip FMC in February of this year. We're listed on the Euronext and are and headquartered in, in Paris. Our mandate is all around energy transition. We have four energy transition pillars focused on LNG on sustainable chemistry, which includes biofuels, bio-based chemicals, and sustainable chemistry, around decarbonization, which includes our blue hydrogen technology and our carbon capture technology, but really provides all the kind of tools and levers we have to decarbonize across the industries. And then carbon-free energies, which is our green hydrogen approach, as well as our floating offshore wind and our nuclear business. So with that mandate, our business is focused on providing technology and engineering solutions and leveraging our significant project delivery capability on a global basis. Uh, for me, I'm part of the Technip Energies XCOM. I'm the chief technology officer. So I have the mandate and the accountability to make sure that we have the technologies that we need to help our customers meet their energy transition goals through the services and products and delivery of projects that Technip Energies uh, does on a global basis. So it's an exciting role. It's a role today where new technology is being talked about in the headlines every day. And so there's a lot coming at you, a lot to sift through. But like I said, it's an exciting time for the industry uh, to look at you know, what technologies are gonna be needed and what innovations are gonna be needed and what scale we're going to need to get to net zero by 2050 that we all know we have on our target. Excellent, perfect. And the technologies is definitely something we're going to get to here a little bit later in the discussion. Uh, what I want to ask you about now, though, is about your customers. So what are the main themes that your clients are focused on? So today we see a concerted focus on energy transition. Companies are looking to implement their sustainability strategies and ESG mandates, as well as anticipating how to meet current and future low carbon requirements. So today, customers are asking us, what are the pathways to low and zero carbon? And of course, the main themes are CO2 reduction and use of recycled feedstocks. Okay. And, 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 and let's talk about uh, the decarbonizing part about it. Uh, I'm kind of curious, in terms of decarbonizing, let's say ethylene production, where is that current technology? 
good question. I mean, we really want to reiterate that energy efficiency remains the starting point of energy uh, reduction and decarbonization. So there's still ways for us to improve energy efficiency and hence lower CO2 emissions. And recently we designed a low carbon furnace that can mitigate up to 30% of the CO2 emissions. And this is available today. And as Technip Energies, we've developed an ethylene decarbonization roadmap that outlines the pathways that we envision will allow the ethylene industry to move to net zero. And some key facets of that roadmap include use of hydrogen as a fuel, carbon dioxide capture, emissions reduction, uh, like the low carbon furnace I spoke about, and electrification. The main issues with these solutions today are the economics and having a route to store or use the CO2. Hey, go okay, good. That's a great segue into my next question because we're seeing a lot of uh, news releases on CO2 capture. So, in your opinion, is CO2 capture available today? Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, the technology to capture CO2 from post-combustion streams is available today. Of course, we've been capturing CO2 from process streams for a long time across many industries. But the post-combustion streams are the one that are, of course, very important to decarbonize many industries. So that technology has been proven at industrial scale, mainly in the power sector. Technip Energies is a partner with Shell on their CanSolve carbon capture technology. This technology can be applied to new and existing crackers. I would say the challenge is to continue to innovate and improve on the CAPEX and the OPEX. And of course, carbon policies and carbon pricing have an important effect on economic viability. The other thing we have to think about is really the question around any carbon capture application is what to do with the CO2 once it's captured. So there needs to be a solution to store or to utilize the CO2. And we see many positive developments on this front. Okay, and I want to stick now with your ethylene decarbonization roadmap because I think this is pretty pretty interesting stuff here. Uh, two specific things that I know that you mentioned there were electrification and hydrogen. So let's let's stick with the first one. Now, what role do you see electrification play in the future of ethylene production? Yeah, there's a lot of talk around electrification these days, and, and we can agree that it has a significant role to play. But I would say that the extent to which it will be utilized to reduce, say, ethylene plant CO2 emissions depends very much on the continued reduction of the carbon footprint associated with electricity generation. So the cost and availability of large quantities of low carbon electricity from renewable sources is, is much needed. And of course, then we need to develop new technologies such as electrically heated furnaces that can then deploy this electrification in, in chemical plants. I would add that you know, today in an ethylene plant, the steam cracking furnace utilizes hydrocarbon fuel to provide the the endothermic heat required for the cracking reaction. 
and, and at Technip Energies, we have designed a proprietary furnace that can electrify the cracking operation. We call it our e-furnace initiative. This approach avoids the CO2 emitted from the cracking furnaces. And additionally, in the ethylene cracker, we can take advantage of low carbon electricity through the use of electric motor drives instead of steam turbine drives on the main compressors. In fact, we already have several references in this area and continue to work with rotating equipment vendors for application at larger scale. No, it's definitely interesting stuff. Now, I want to switch your course to the second part then is hydrogen. So where do you see hydrogen playing in ethylene production as well? Hydrogen has significant potential for energy generation uh, on a global basis as, as hydrogen burns without generating CO2. Uh, specifically for us, we are looking at displacing fresh hydrocarbon fuels with hydrogen. And recently at our Rotterdam test facility, we successfully demonstrated 100% hydrogen firing with minimized NOx. I would say this now opens the opportunity to move to commercial application in an ethylene cracker. Of course, one of the considerations needs to be the sourcing of the hydrogen. And with our blue, by, blue H2 by 10 hydrogen technology, we can deliver very low carbon hydrogen at large scale with proven technology that mitigates or avoids up to 99% of the CO2. So that's available today. And we expect that green hydrogen will also be considered in the future as the cost of low carbon electricity and electrolyzers falls with innovation and with scale. Excellent. So now I want to stick, of course, with just decarbonization in general and kind of make it a little bit broader. But so what are some of the future technologies that you see being developed for decarbonization? Yeah, it's an active area and, and the industry is developing alternative technologies for decarbonization of the ethylene process. I would say that these are principally focused on reducing CO2 emissions from the furnaces which is the main source of carbon emissions in a steam cracker. Such technologies include electric furnaces being developed by Technip Energies and others. And we're really excited about a new technology that Technip Energies is developing along with our partner. It's a compressor which cracks the feed using shockwave technology. So innovation will drive new technologies, new approaches, lower carbon approaches, that we foresee the industry beginning to, you know, get uh, excited around. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I can't wait to hear about that in the future. <laughs> when you can share more info on that, it'd be, sounds like some cool technology. Um, so now my next question then, of course, I need you to, to look into your crystal ball. And uh, I'm kind of curious, will steam cracking still play a role in ethylene manufacturing, say, 20, 30, 40 years now to say 2050. Yeah, I mean, 2050 sounds like a long ways away, but it's only 30 years. So we have a lot to do to get where we need to go. But for sure, we see ethylene steam cracking uh, being the preferred 
route to manufacture olefins. And today, the vast majority of the world's olefins are manufactured by the steam cracking process. And there really are no current alternatives, low carbon commercialized alternatives at a similar scale that could replace steam cracking. So at Technip Energies, we see the main challenge to the industry to be the production of olefins by steam cracking, but with much lower CO2 emissions. And when we look at 2050, we expect that the manufacture of ethylene will be significantly decarbonized and that circularity will play an integral role in the process. Uh, I would add just generally that Technip Energies is committed to continue to provide technology and solutions that will allow our customers to produce ethylene at low to zero carbon while driving improvements in scale and capital and energy efficiency. And of course, we need to maintain our proven performance and reliability and maintainability and operability of these plants. Talking about some new technologies that I uh, could have mentioned earlier, we're looking at another pathway whereby we would react CO2 that you could capture from the plants along with hydrogen that could be green hydrogen to make ethanol. And then we could utilize our hummingbird ethanol to ethylene technology to produce green ethylene. And we expect this will be of interest and maybe command a premium in the market. So that's something to also anticipate. Excellent. So kind of changing the subject a little bit here is the industry, of course, is going through the energy transition. But we've also witnessed the industry go through this whole digital transformation as well. So can you speak a little bit more about what digital technologies, uh, solutions that you see are available for the ethylene industry? Yeah, I mean, the digitalization of our industry has begun and there are a number of pathways and, and facets to it. But at Technip Energies, we're committed to provide value to our clients through the design, the build, the operate, and the maintain. What I wanted to highlight is something specific for the ethylene business, is that we recently introduced a new digital service for our ethylene clients that we call Spiro Asset Management. So this service utilizes our widely used Spiro yield prediction software in a cloud-based platform that allows for real-time optimization of the ethylene plant performance. And, and of course, this now has the potential to not only improve the economics of the cracker, but also to optimize energy efficiency, which results in lower emissions. So we're excited about having that available to the industry, and we expect to see a pipeline of digital services and products to serve uh, a number of our clients in these industries. Excellent. So I got one last question for you. Something's very interesting because it is, we've seen a lot of, of, of new press releases and news release on this as well. And of course, that's the circular economy. So my last question here is, can you just kind of comment on um, circularity within the industry? Yeah, circularity is, 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 everybody's talking about it. And for sure, it's a strategic intent for the ethylene industry. Uh, we have been busy developing solutions that can address our clients' desires to, uh, let's say, introduce a level of circularity into their crackers. 
and Technipe Energies, we can provide a complete pyrolysis and purification solution that will allow recycled plastic waste to be fed to the cracker, replacing the fresh hydrocarbon feed. The other thing, of course, from the cracker side, we have been studying the effect of recycled feed as it's being co-fed or introduced to the cracker in terms of performance and reliability. That's a very important question that our ethylene clients are asking us. I would just add on, on this front uh, uh, that we're also studying the potential of feeding biomass to a cracking furnace. So again, we see a lot of different approaches that you know, could become you know, technical and economic avenues uh, to support the decarbonization of the industry. And well, just maybe well, just a you know a final thing just to put a little perspective because there may be questions out there about when is all this going to happen. Well, today we're seeing quite a bit of study activity uh, on the potential use of hydrogen, on electrification, on CO2 capture, and on circularity, like we just talked about. And so what we see is that we expect these to move to commercial demonstration in the next two to three years. So we see clients preparing, laying the groundwork to be able to demonstrate these important pathways uh, and circularity in their crackers. And of course, this successful commercial demonstration will be an important milestone for the industry for wider, wider scale application. No, it's fantastic. I mean, it's such an interesting time within the industry. So with that, Stan, I, we really can't thank you enough for providing us a couple of minutes of your time to discuss. I mean, these are the topics that are really shaping the industry now and, and into the future. So again, we sincerely appreciate you giving us a couple minutes of your time. We know how busy you are. Uh, so we definitely want to thank you uh, for, for providing us that time uh, to discuss these topics. And with that, of course, we also want to thank you, the listener, for listening to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.